Hey, it's not quite the DeLorean, but we're going back in time with a new podcast feed full of all of my favorite interviews in the history of the Bill Simmons podcast. We're coming up on seven years now. I've had an unbelievable collection of athletes, celebrities, showrunners, directors, Matt Damon, Denzel Washington, Adam Sandler, Kevin Garnett, Shirley Theron, Tom Hanks, Bill Burr, Kevin Durant, Peyton Manning, The Undertaker, Eddie Vedder, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, he actually came on. Dave Grohl, Quavo, Barack Obama. I mean, what else can I tell you? I've had Al Pacino with Barry Levinson. I've had people like Steph Curry, Jason Bateman, John C. Riley, Jonah Hill. I could just, I could keep going and going. But wait, there's more. Whether it's your first time or you're planning on revisiting some of your favorites, make sure you head to BillSimmonsInterviews.TheRinger.com for the entire archive. You can sort by genre, year, and more to easily navigate all your favorite people. Follow the Bill Simmons podcast, The Interviews, on Spotify now. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Peter Shout out to that guy, yes. The majesty. Oh, my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, Cheap Heat. I am coming to you in New York City, um, from New York City, I should say, the day after the big Raw at Madison Square Garden, the first Raw 
of the post-Vince McMahon era. Wow, wow, wow. We have a lot to get to today. And so we'll go to uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania and talk to the physically large stack guy, Greg. What's going on, P? Like you said, we have a lot to get to today. And if you've been living under a rock or you just really haven't been paying attention to the wrestling world, um, you don't know that Vince McMahon did what was what was the unthinkable up until very recently. And he he retired from the WWE on Friday. Um, the Masked Man show did an emergency podcast about it. Peter was on that emergency podcast, but we are not going to leave the cheap universe hanging. We're going to talk about it right here, too. Um, but yes, Vince did the unthinkable. First, there was a tweet uh, that said, basically, at 77, it's time to retire. Thank you, WWE Universe. Then, now, forever, together. And then there was a press release. Um, there was also a leaked text message that was sent to WWE talent. Um, if you listen to that emergency pod, you know Kaz wouldn't read it. But I'm here to let you know that I have the message and I will read it right now. Because it's been leaked. This is already out. It's already been leaked. Okay. To all WWE superstars... As I approach 77 years old, OMG, am I really that old? I feel it's time for me to retire. I've thoroughly enjoyed sharing my passion, wisdom, and love of the business with you. No longer will you see the smiling, docile, level-headed, calm presence at Gorilla every week. Your dedication to WWE will ensure that our company will continue to grow and prosper. Our organization is nothing without you. You are WWE's only natural resource chosen to perform in front of a global audience. You are all WWE global ambassadors. Carry the WWE flag wherever you go. Wave it high and proud and bust your ass to be all you can be as a person and as a performer. One other thing. I won't be with you, but I'll be watching. Remember to keep your hands up, grab a hold, and sell. By the way, SmackDown airs live tonight. 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central on Fox. Vince. Very, uh, very real. It's it's sort of like, in some ways, you know, the, the most emotive you've, I don't know, emotive is maybe the wrong word, but he just, he comes across sort of like a human being in that, which you don't always get from Vince. Yeah, it was very, even more so than that Pat McAfee interview that a lot of people were like, oh, wow, this is like a side of Vince we've never seen. This this is not yet another one. It was very babyface. It's very babyface. Um, but obviously, you know, listen, that makes sense given the moment. This is, uh, it's a fascinating time. And by the way, we're going to try to get Dipperstein on the phone um, at some point during the podcast today. Uh, but... And also, SUG, I'm, I'm looking, I'm so frustrated because I didn't remember when it was. At some point, I watched wrestling. Oh, it might have been AEW, not. It might have been when I watched the beginning of Dynamite. That could be where it was. Oh, yes, it was. It was JR. It was JR, I believe, on Dynamite last week. At one point, goes, he's very physically large. <laughs> and we obviously need that. I'm pretty sure it was that. It was Dynamite. So. Yeah, it was it was something. Um, so this is obviously an, an immensely complicated 
subject. And given everything we've said previously, I, I, I want to emphasize yet again, I in no way want to uh, downplay the accusations and some of which are not even accusations. It seems, you know, the actual settlements that we know about. I in no way want to downplay any of these things because they're obviously super important. Right. And I'm glad you brought that up, too, because um, obviously this is all happening against the backdrop of the Wall Street Journal's repeated um, articles updating us on the situation that we reported back. I believe it was in, in April or May now at this point. Um, so this is happening amid that scandal. So that those stories are definitely tied together, Vince retiring and and the Wall Street Journal's reporting, which I'll have an update on that later later as well, because they dropped something else on Monday. Oh, right. That's right. They did. They did give us a little bit more. Yes. So exactly right. Like there's there's no way around it. You know, it's this is not a random retirement um, and we can't treat it as such because it is clearly not that. I just want to say we're going to be looking at this, obviously, through the angle of WWE how it's going to affect what we see on television, how it's going to affect the um, the working of the superstars. Um, we're obviously going to be looking at it through that lens. In no way does that diminish what the whole situation is, but that's what we're going to do here. So, um, so since you brought that up, I feel like it's, uh, it's the right time to now mention that with Vince stepping down, um, Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan were named co-CEO of WWE, uh, Stephanie McMahon alone was named chairwoman of WWE. And then as of Monday, it was announced that Triple H um, would become the head of creative at WWE. There was some speculation that it was going to be Bruce that was going to head up creative. But um, as of Monday, that role seemed to have gone to Triple H. So um, these roles that Vince had, these various hats have been distributed between uh, Stephanie, Nick Khan, and, and Triple H. And so that's that's how it's going to look, at least from a business standpoint going forward. These are the people that are stepping up to fill those roles. How it looks on screen, um, I don't know. <laughs> but I am prepared to speculate about that with you. Yeah, I, um, I went to the show last night and went and said hello beforehand to sort of get a feel of, of what things were like. Um, it's fascinating. I'm just to be totally blunt with you. It is fascinating. Like there's I've never been in a professional situation quite like this where a this all powerful leader is gone overnight. And as a result, there's a complete structure change. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never experienced it. And frankly, it's relatively unique. Um, I accidentally on the emergency podcast killed off Apple's Tim Cook. <laughs> right i meant to say steve jobs but i was making the point that when steve jobs left even though his leaving was much different um yeah he was gone gone um the company changed immeasurably you know obviously vince is still the majority shareholder okay and still very much alive so no the impact's not going to be felt in the same way but because Vince did have his fingerprints all over the creative, we are going to see, I think, massive differences. Now, it remains to be seen 
who knows? Is there like a, you know, is he still text messaging and yeah. being like, hey, what are we working on this week? Hey, what's it looking like? Hey, blah, blah. So like, we don't know. And does that start out one way and then change over time? Where like, at first he's still sort of involved, even though he said he'd be gone, but like, he's not. And you know who I have no clue. What I do know is this. It's wild. A couple of months ago, Triple H had not been around in any real way in like yeah. what a year and a half. Yeah. He showed up at WrestleMania for five minutes and that was it. Stephanie McMahon is taking a leave of absence. Now, Stephanie McMahon is co-CEO with Nick Khan, Triple H's head of creative. And last night, and and I believe by Friday, it was already Triple H's show. Like, in terms of the creative, he's the guy. It is Triple H is anyone who ever was like, I can't wait till Triple H is running the business. He's now running the business. Time. <laughs> he's now. running the business. Like, it happened. And Stephanie's there every day now as CEO. So it's a mind blow. Like, there's not even enough superlatives to talk about from a wrestling fan standpoint how crazy it is what has happened. Because I don't know that we were watching these people leave the company and who got fired. Everyone knows the speculation was running rampant that Triple H would never be back. Yeah. I I had no clue, but I understood why. I'm pretty sure I it. saw a, a Triple H's All Elite graphic. <laughs> I saw one. <laughs> I mean, the conversation was there, and there are a lot of things that I think are exciting uh, about this time. I think that it's a, I think that in losing Vince at the helm, my, my this is a guess. This is personal hunch. I don't think Vince cared very much about the AEW of it all because he didn't take them seriously at all. At the end of the day, yeah, I'm good. I, I don't think he cared. I thought I thought he might have at first, especially when you know these different shows tried to run at the garden and things like that. And then I said maybe he doesn't because of the moves they were making. And then AEW gets so hot, you you have to think like he has to care a little bit. And now it's like you said, the way this was done, like he, it didn't send. I didn't get any sense that he he cared at all. He, that, that's and, and again, that's just us speculating, but that's how it feels. Whereas, again, speculating, but based on like what I think personality wise, I could see Stephanie, Triple H, and Nick Khan seeing that differently. And and maybe not like, Nick Khan though, because I feel like Nick Khan is very much in the Vince camp of of what they're doing is so different than what we're doing that we don't. Yes, care. but I also think Nick's a killer and a, a younger killer. killer than Vince. Like still in the still in the active prime of like, I take things out like I that wouldn't shock me. That wouldn't shock me either. This man dominated as an agent. You know, this man is incredibly capable. Ask ask our guy, friend of the show, Ariel Helwani, who had Nick as an agent for many years. Nick Khan's the real deal. And so I do. Yes, I hear what you're saying. He does. He's clearly set the tone of like, hey, WWE is its own thing. It's not to be compared. But I also think that he and and Triple H will not like the idea that WWE is the biggest product, but not the best product. And by the way, I think currently they are still the best product, but I understand people who would not see it that way. And because of that, I could see them feeling like, no, 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 no. 
We want to be considered not just the biggest, but the best place to consume this. Right. And not just the best by like a 50, 60% margin, but we want 80, 90, 95. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we want to be the biggest and the best decisively. Timing of this, in my opinion, could not be worse for AEW. They are down their stars. Their show is uh, Dynamite's. Listen, you still got good stuff in there for sure, but it's it is a it is a little mishmashy right now on Wednesdays. It is not they're not in a great spot, and WWE now, sheerly by the fact that there's been a massive change at the top, the batteries in everyone's back. I felt it last night. It's already it's going to be on. Like people are go- everyone's going to be fighting for their job to show that their value is there and that they add to the show and that. They, they mean something every and that's from top to bottom. Plus, you want to show the shareholders. You want to show the, the sponsors. You want to show the TV networks. Everything's OK without Vince. So you just touched on something that I want to to ask and, and get your insight on, because I'm of the mindset that. You know, Stephanie and Triple H have spent so much time under Vince's learning tree that this is going to be a super smooth transition, right? Like, and and they didn't stay there because they were so radical and disagreed with so much of his philosophy that as soon as they get the company, they're going to be these immense changes that we're going to see right off the bat. So I feel like the transition, at least as far as what we see on television, is going to be really smooth. Like, Triple H is not going to suddenly turn around and upend any plans that Vince had in place for going forward that, you know, certain people aren't going to just jump up the card because they become pet projects that because they spent so much time under Vince's learning tree and, and that mantra of doing what's best for business, which shockingly is what Vince did in retirement, right? He did what was best for business that they're not going to make these sweeping drastic changes. But do you think that's, that's, that's the case or is that a little I don't think they'll be, I, I think you're right. That there, there will not be sweeping drastic changes. I don't think so. Um, you know, but I mean, listen, I'm like everybody else in the sense that when a huge change like this happens, no one knows exactly how it's going to affect everything, including your own job. Like, I don't know. I've been I've been operating under a certain way for this last period of my time there. I don't know if that changes when new people have new ways of doing things. No one knows, you know, how much will change. I agree with you. It will not be some sort of like crazy over the top change. Um, But I do think creatively we're going to see different things. And I do think just stylistically, I mean, wrestling is the kind of business that is impacted by the, the head of creative in so many ways including little things, you know, like I think it was when Bill Watts was in power at WCW, like no one could go up the top rope, you know, like they literally changed the rules completely, like to for all the wrestlers, like you're not going up the top rope, you're not fighting on the floor, you know, everyone has a different view of how they not only would book stories, but how they see the art of in-ring wrestling. Everyone has their own their own way of looking at it. So it this could be felt in a ton of different ways. Now, it was funny 
because yesterday's crowd at the garden was obviously very hot. And, you know, I'm sure there were people who maybe groaned a little bit that in the first match back, the first match at raw in the new era was just a schmoz that turned into a 45 minute six man or was a tag match tag tag match. Yeah. Um, you know, that didn't feel that felt sort of typical of what things have been like over the last several years. The old because, by the way, theory versus McIntyre, that's a big match to start with. That's, that's yeah, that was something that's that was something. something. But the prop, But my issue with it would be the finish was nothing. And I was having an argument with uh, our friend Brian Mann and our discussion. And I, I think he actually won me over. He was like what is the harm in theory losing to Drew McIntyre? And I said, well, he's already lost and blah, blah, blah. And he's he like, yeah. money in the bank. he's like, yeah, but he's a chicken shit heel with the briefcase. And Drew McIntyre is about to headline a show of 40,000 people. That's a credible person to lose to. Yeah. Like, look, and I was like, you know what? I think you're right. I think, I think just putting Drew over there, one, two, three in the middle of the ring would be fine. Um, so listen, we'll see though. We'll see if these changes happen, when they happen. Now, I, I I I went back and watched a little of the replay. Montez got busted open during the main event? Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. And are people thinking that was, uh, like, intentional? Oh, no. He definitely got busted open hard way. I feel okay. like you could see the gash on his face uh, from where, he, where he's busted open. Now, what? It is interesting, though, to see blood on TV immediately. Yeah. What was definitely intentional was Roman. Daddy's not here anymore to protect you to Austin Theory. I mean, we all know what he was talking about. Well, no, that he was, was talking about. Yeah, that was fun, man. The garden I mean, ate that up. Let's hear. Let's see what I have from Roman from last night. I have some Roman. Here we go. Your daddy's not here anymore. I'll tell you who his daddy is, because if he keeps messing up, the tribal chief is going to be his daddy. (laughs) Crowd was hot last night. Now, here's the question. Any chance? Is there any chance that there was less piped in noise last night on the TV broadcast? I think so. I mean, I think so. Unless, unless they had that "Who's your daddy?" chant, like ready to go, lined up and ready to go. Well, let me ask you this: Here's a good question on the piped-in sound or not. Was it basically dead as a doornail on TV when Logan Paul was trying to be a babyface? Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah, it was. They, they, They didn't. They didn't put in. You didn't get any extra applause there. No. That they they got Logan in a tough spot. And let me tell you, I saw Logan Paul last night for two seconds. The man was so focused and serious. Like I know what people look like when they're going for it. He was he was going for it. And that's why they that's why they put him in that spot. Like for as much as people don't want to see him there, that is why he got that spot because you know, they like they see him in those moments that you saw and they know that they can trust him with this. And it wasn't a bad promo. I mean, it was it was fine. He 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 didn't flub too much, you know. He he sounded very comfortable, but it's just like AJ summed up what the crowd I think is feeling about Logan Paul, which is like 
We don't know you. We don't know if we like you, but we don't like the Miz. That doesn't well, mean we're going to cheer for you. I'll go, I'll go as far as saying it was not summing up how the crowd feels. It was telling the crowd how to feel. <laughs> this yeah. is what this is. Logan Paul is better than the Miz. That's it. But it's a tough spot because I I was in the arena and heard when the Miz came out he did get a pop. Um, not a huge one, but more than Logan did. And I mean cheers. I don't just mean noise. I mean cheers. Um, you know they're gonna run with that tiny balls thing as hard as they can because it's a easy thing for the crowd to hold on to. Did you to clearly be able to make fun of the Miz? Speaking of holding on to, did you see Maris- Maurice's purse? It just look like two balls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. This is exciting. We have 10 minutes, a few minutes with Super Agent 35 under 35 Dipperstein, I believe. Dipperstein? 35. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Can Sorry. You 35. Stop Dipperstein. Dipperstein, <laughs> I got news for you about Dipperstein. This is what I want to tell you. And we're going to have this it. This is not right fair. Now. No way. <laughs> But guess what? Next week on Dynamite. <laughs> Genius. I, there, there, was, um, there was a right now on Dynamite last week. I got a few DMs about it. There was. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I heard that too. I heard they right now on Dynamite. There was a right now. There was, yeah, there was, I mean, there were several, of course, next week. Um, but uh, I caught about half of Raw last night. I, I didn't hear any right nows. One, one, the whole first like hour and a half of the show the uh each segment just bled into the next segment it was kind of an interesting episode yeah there was a lot of that uh we were just asking you you're the perfect person to ask because you watched at home was the sound yes pipe less piped in it was less piped it was already less piped it was already less piped and it just i don't know the promo seemed a little bit less canned and a little bit more like genuine roman reigns was at his best last night am i wrong no, the Austin Theory in the ring promo between the two of them, uh, you know, the face off between the two of them was like WWE at its best in this like current era. Your daddy's my, not here anymore. Um, the, the your daddy's not here anymore was mage. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm glad that there was less piped in sound because in being in the building last night, I was like, man, this crowd is hot. I hope they don't mess it up with piped in sound because this now is. All they- now Good. all they need to do is shave Austin Theory's goatee, and and uh, he'll be a big star. He'll be ready to go. Oh, you feel strongly about the goatee? It's got to go. I don't care how heelish it is. I mean, it's it's like it's like from a it's from the nineties. It's got to uh, go. <laughs> uh, you'll be happy to know, Dipperstein, that last night I was wearing the same uh, Kith Curb Your Enthusiasm shirt that I'm wearing right now. Uh-huh. Big Stephanie McMahon pop for the Larry shirt. <laughs> wow! Nice. I thought you weren't. I thought you didn't go to the garden. You went to the garden last night. Change, complete change of plans. I am wow. not going to Nashville until Thursday. I see. Um, so you're Nat- not driving down. We are not driving anymore. Natalie had a Natalie had a change of heart. She basically thought it was like we're going on a, a really long road trip to get there, and then you're going to be doing both of your shows every day, and it's going to be pretty boring for me. And I was like, you know what? what? I can't can't well, really argue with you. you. What are, what is wrong with you people? That you, you, you think it's a good idea to drive hours and hours in a vehicle. Mm. Figuring out where should we stop? Does, is the music too loud? Is the, the air conditioning enough? Uh, <laughs> should I close the window? Jeez. Should I not? Should we stop at this rest stop? Do you want uh, In-N-Out? Do you want Burger King? Which he, you're you're not. Let's be, let's be you honest. You definitely want In-N-Out. He, and, and you're not 
But you're not comfortable in the car. Like you're not a car. You're not a comfortable car person. You're nervous. The second SGG, you were with Dip uh, um, leaving WrestleMania. How did Dip do with the traffic leaving? Before we even get to the traffic, Dip is a nightmare in the parking lot. Just an absolute. Oh, I have a very like, strong opinion of how the car should be moving. I, I, I'll tell you another thing, Peter. You, what's my what's my number one pet peeve in a car, which is very unique. Window my down. Number one thing. That's right. I will. I will not have the windows down in a car. I feel unsafe. I don't like to be exposed to the elements. <laughs> Stop yourself. <laughs> I understand it. I mean, it's stupid and weird and sometimes frustrating, but I I, I, I get it. So, Dip, we, we know we don't have you for long. You're a very, very, very big star in the agenting world. Um, but what are like? What are your thoughts, bro? Like, what are your friggin' tease? Oh, man. It's a new, 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 new era of WWE. Um, I think you're going to see really slow changes. And, and some hopefully some interesting returning superstars and uh, some people that deserve a push that never got them. And, you know, I think you're going to see some really cool stuff. And I think a lot of it's going to be led by Triple H, who's the ultimate mark. And, uh, and you know, the, the person that really, he's, he's the biggest winner of all of us, isn't he? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of hard not to see it that way. I mean, why did we, why did someone in our group chat earlier yesterday say that Bruce was going to be head of creative? I think well, it was, it was rumored to be on Friday. No, yeah. it was a rumored Friday when Vince oh. stepped down that Bruce was going to get head of creative. Wh- wh- whatever. Any combination of, I mean, the two of them are both great wrestling minds. You know, I we can't take anything away from Bruce Pritchard. He's responsible for some of the greatest things in the, in the history of wrestling. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see Triple H be the head of, of, of creative. He's Triple H. And yeah. I got the word yesterday. Um, Even Patty the Batty's still doing the the, the, the crotch chop. <laughs> Come on now. By the way, yesterday uh, I was told right away, like, by someone working, dude, he's already, it's like it happened in two seconds. He's, he's supervising everything that's happening. Like, if something needs to be t- choreographed and worked out, he's there doing it. Like, he is, he is in. It's just such a wild turn of events. Now, Dip, do you, what do you think? Do you think Vince is still sending text messages galore? Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't think so, though. I would say no, if I had to guess. I you don't think he's he texting and texting? No, I don't. I do not think so. I do not I also, think he's involved. I also want to say, while we have you here, um, what a delicious uh, bagel schmear spread you sent me on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Tell me more about that. Dip Dip sent us egg everything bagels. Mm. Um, he sent us delicious cream cheese. Some of the freshest, most delightful locks I've ever seen. Oh, how did the locks come? Was it was it packaged nicely? Was there an odor? No odor. It was in a little plastic thing that you like pull, snapped open. You know, it was uh-huh, it was uh-huh. a lot of times it's just wrapped in wax paper and you the odor emanates from the uh, I got to tell you. I got to tell you, I've ordered bagels here many times. You also got a pretty good deal. I was pretty happy. They had the receipt on it. I was oh, pretty it was happy with it. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. And guess what? You got a, you got a nice price. I was I know, impressed. I, know. I, I was trying to reach maybe 60, 70. I, all I, could, I mean, I, I, first of all, let me tell you something. Let me tell you, let me tell you something right now. 
first I tried to do DoorDash. Then I tried to do some other gimmick. Then I finally landed on caviar. One wasn't taking my credit card. The other one didn't have potato salad. It, it's so interesting to me, the different, you know, how, how they, you know, like the different uh, ways in which you can order the food. But and, by the way, I, I, I thought when I first got the message or whatever, you, you sent me the link to track it and it said caviar. I thought you were sending me caviar because I told you I wanted to try caviar. Oh. And that's, that's what the link says too. The link says try caviar. The link says try caviar. So I was like, oh, wow, dip sent caviar. I wonder if I'm going to like this. And then, it's, it was, and then it was bagels. And I went, I'm definitely going to like this. Let me tell you, I wouldn't send caviar unless I knew you liked caviar. Caviar is not something that you send. You know what I mean? I, I'll, you know, we'll take a, you'll take a bite of caviar. You'll let me know if you like it. And then on your next birthday, I'll send you caviar. <laughs> but you got to see if you like it. It's too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you can't just send somebody something like that if, like, you're not sure if they like it. I, you know, in the way that I, I just impulsively ordered uni at Water Grill a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. I didn't like that either. You know, oh, I, I was not into the uni. I, I'm not I'm not like vomiting from the uni, but I'm good. I, I, I don't need the uni. I'm a big uni guy. I mean, I uni and caviar. I just mix them together. I'll eat it all day long. Ugh. And you're so you're so hard to figure out because you'd think these uni things would potentially caviar. make you sick. No, I, I love a big seafood guy. I'm I'm one of the biggest seafood guys in the biz today. I've 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 uh I've always heard that about you. Um, what was the most interesting thing to come out of Raw last night, SGG? I mean, for me, is like you said, just to notice all those creative changes. The the Roman promo and Roman at the end too. That that six man with the Street Profits and um, Matt Riddle mm-hmm. against the Bloodline. They really did their thing with that six man tag. <laughs> I mean, and then I'm, Seth, okay. Seth at the end too. Um, it's it was a shame that they made the, the the home the crowd at home wait until the last five minutes to get their fill of Seth. But that curb stomp was probably one of the most vicious that we've seen from him, and we've seen him curb stomp people through tables. We've seen him curb stomp. No, it was a nice curb stomp. They banned the curb stomp on a brick for years. They banned it for years. It was ban- yeah. it was banned for years because it was so vicious. But that one with the stairs was um was pretty unique. You know. Um, I'll, what I'll say about uh, about the Roman promo is that he felt more over than he has ever been um, I agree. As, as a babyface last night, um, which I thought was interesting. Not shocking. I mean, he's like an ethereal being at this point. He's like not even a real, you know, he's like untouchable. Although I still, I'm, I'm still, I, I'm sure you didn't do uh, predictions yet, but I would, if this, if we were putting that down a bet, I, w- I would put uh, one thousand smackaroos on Brock Lesnar winning uh, both titles, um, being the undisputed champion um, coming out of Sunday. Really? Um, what are your? What are your? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think I it's going to be Lesnar. And and I think Austin Theory may be cashing in and and pinning Lesnar. And then you uh, have Roman Austin Theory. I don't think so. Just That's because That's, I'm going to put that. I'm going to. I'm throwing you're, ma- you're making that, that prediction right now. That is a very bold prediction. Yeah, because there, Austin Theory is not going to pin Roman Reigns, so he's going to only he would only pin Brock, in my opinion. I, maybe I'm crazy. I don't know, but I'm calling it now. Brock Lesnar beats Roman Reigns. I think maybe he gets help from someone or something happens. Um, maybe they do the big face turn and and Paul Heyman turns on Roman now, and we do like a double turn with Brock and and. And and Roman, I don't know. I'm 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 fantasy. You are spitballing below right now. Possibilities. He's just, so 
Who cares? This is a podcast about wrestling. I'm a <laughs> Spitball up a storm. Um, yeah. I, here's the thing. If the story last week was true about Brock Lesnar, that he said, I work for Vince McMahon or whatever, and, and that's that. And yeah, we didn't they touch were able, on that. To and, yeah, that was the story that, that came out, out on Friday. So they, so they want him to feel great, so they're going to put the title on him. So <clears throat> I don't think that makes him feel great, though. I don't think he cares about that at, at all. It means zero to him. I think, I, I, I think, think if, he, if he meant that, if he really meant that, that he does not like the idea of working without Vince, it's possible that Paul could convince him, hey, dude, you got you to gotta do the right thing and be here through SummerSlam, then do what you want. Because that would mean more to Vince that you... Right, you have to finish this out. You have to. And there's no, a chance that he goes, fine, fine, I'll do it. This, this and they're not going to put the title on him. They're going to keep it on Roman. And Brock's going to go away. Who knows? And, and two, I, I got to gotta say, the more I think about it, too, that reporting was sort of unfair to Brock, right? Because it's, it's possible that he just went to his car to have a moment to himself. Because this is a guy who, you know, he went on Pat McAfee's show. We rarely saw him do press up until... This year, mm-hmm. he goes on Pat McAfee's show. He goes on the Michael K show. And in both those instances, he talks about, you know, yeah, I'm a big, tough guy on screen that doesn't really care a lot about anything. But I'm like, I have anxiety in dealing with things. And like the one constant, he showed up to work and finds out that the one constant that has been in his life for at least since he returned. So that's what, 10 years. And then from when he was a kid before that, no, it's, it's gone. A- like. I would need a moment. I don't know. Um, dip, dip, we know you have to go. So long. We appreciate you blessing us. Okay, he has no service. He's gone. <laughs> and I'm gonna kick him. I'm gonna kick him from the studio. Kicked out. <laughs> You're out of here. Um, I think that's fair. Um, I think there's a really reasonable, you know, way to look at it in terms of why Brock would be uncomfortable. I mean, Brock wasn't dealing with writers. Yeah. Brock, Brock's not dealing with producers like that. Brock's talking to Vince and Paul about what's happening, and that's that. And now when they're like, hey, you're going to be dealing with this one and that one, everything is different. I mean, listen, I don't know. I have no idea if Triple H and, and Brock, maybe they have an awesome relationship. I don't know. Maybe they don't really talk like that. I don't know. You know, it's really interesting. I was we, a lot was speculated on last night. I, I saw Brian Mann, Sam Roberts and the great Zach Linder. Uh, we all took in raw and whoa, pause. And um, <laughs> whoa. And uh, we talked about a lot of things. Sam had a one really great take that I totally agree with. He said that it should not be impulsive TV. It should be the impulsive podcast live. And I thought that was a great point because that's a real thing. Instead mm-hmm. of like just adding the TV thing, as as Sam made the point, like the words TV aren't impactful anymore. Like it doesn't mean the same thing, you know, thought that was an interesting take. And then we were all chatting about, you know, what the possibilities could be for the rock in the future. Um, and does he end up coming back in some capacity through his friend, Nick Khan? Yeah. Then started speculating on the idea that, uh, essentially, someone heard that Ro- The Rock was going to be busy during WrestleMania. Like, he wouldn't be able to be around leading up to WrestleMania. So we started speculating, well, what if he was in the Hall of Fame? 
Hall of Fame in Hollywood would be perfect. Absolutely perfect. So I started thinking about that. I'm like, wow, does that mean at this point, like Triple H makes the phone call? Yeah. I guess it would be. But but honestly, Triple H has made a lot of those phone calls, right? He already has, yes. Triple H made the phone call to Bruno. <laughs> Rock is, is much true. easier to convince than Bruno. That is a great point, SGG. Look at Stat Guy coming through with the Stat of Jace. <laughs> Stat of Jace-esque. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, that was... I forgot about that story. You're right, though. He called Bruno. That's something. And Bruno was impossible. Like, we... Yeah. He, of all people. Yeah, he got Bruno back. Like, Bruno's video games, action figures... Yeah, Bruno's back back in the fold. Yeah, because Triple H made the call. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So, SGG, we should talk SummerSlam. Okay. Yeah. The Summer Slam of it all. Obviously, this the Vince Saturday. thing. Obviously, this Vince thing is going to be a continued storyline on Cheap Heat. We are not just going to talk about it this week when it happened. We're going to talk about it as things play out over the next weeks and months. It's going to be a forever conversation as we watch things change. My prediction is. Things are business. Business is going to pick up is what I'm suggesting. <laughs> yeah. Pour Especially- the Manischewitz and get ready for a big shader this year. <laughs> Especially because uh, on Monday, Wall Street Journal reported that the SEC and federal prosecutors are investigating. And uh, that WWE's board determined that some of Vince's payments should have been reflected on financial reports. So they revised and they're going to revise and reissue some financial statements from 2019, 2020, 2021, and uh, quarter one of this year. Um, They reported that Vince said he would reimburse uh, the money. And I think the sum that I saw was $14.6 million. 
that should have been reported on these financial statements. So like you said, this story is not going away, especially with Wall Street Journal. Uh, this is three three reports now. So they're dedicated to this story and, and making sure that the information is out there. And if that happens, if he ends up really getting investigated in that way, uh, that's a whole different can of worms. Yes. And it definitely means he's gone because the last thing they would need is for them to find out that he's like a shadow hand still running the company. That's that's a great point, SUG. If this one is if this is continuing to unfold, and obviously if the Wall Street Journal dropped that yesterday, they're not going anywhere, right? Right. They're gonna be on top of this. If that's the case, what does that that must mean that you're right. They have to really distance themselves just from at least for the time being. Yeah. At least until the investigation is is concluded and they decide what um what remedies need to be taken because they can't risk it they can't risk a federal prosecutor coming back and saying well no he's still involved and this is you know what i mean um i absolutely do know what you mean (laughs) so it's not worth it not worth it oh that's a very good point um all right what's the order of things we should do ah let's see and we're gonna have this is not fair Should we do, because we have, I want to get to mailbag today, because there's obviously a lot of it. So should we do? I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. What do you got, SGG? I'm giving it to Bianca Belair. She's having a great week going into SummerSlam. Hopefully this means that she has a, a great SummerSlam. We know last year it wasn't the best for her, but she was at Hot 97. She was at the Mets game throughout the first pitch. Um, the EST was on top of the ESB Empire State Building with Montez Ford. Um, she got her hands on Becky Lynch. She got to put put the paws on her uh, Monday ahead of the, the big match on uh, Saturday at SummerSlam. So Bianca Belair has just been having a, a great weekend in New York City. I... I got to tell you, I'm, uh, I'm with you. That was going to be mine. Bianca was so good on hot. We had her like doing contests, playing games. Yeah. She's, she lifted up Ebro. And I, I have to say too, um, the Wale collection at Foot Locker is dropping on July 27th. So it might be out by the time people hear this podcast. The Bianca Belair hoodie is it's it's probably my favorite hoodie now. They sit they seated me some items. I saw I, I saw it's, you were very excited. I SUG, the excite the excitement SGG has for th- free things, <laughs> it like jumps off his Instagram page. Well it's, it's like, Christmas. It's Christmas. It's, 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 it's he's <laughs> it's, <laughs> he used every hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Add, footlocker, friend, gift, gimme, please, thank you. Send more. <laughs> Send more. <laughs> yeah, they did these like they're like uh, varsity sweaters. Yeah, they're like Letterman jackets. They they there was Bianca Bell. I saw Bianca. I got uh, there's Bianca Belair, AJ, Brock. No, Big E. Big E and Brock. I got Brock. You got Brock? I got Becky Lynch. Oh, that's Becky Lynch. The BL, the yellow BL. Oh damn it. I thought that was Brock Lesnar. You didn't look on the back? It says Lynch right on the back. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't opened it yet. <laughs> That'll do it. Da, 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 da. 
But they are they are they are nice. I must say. Um, so the, shout out to Foot Locker and Wale and Big E and all those people. That's a great, yeah. great call. But shouts to shouts to Bianca Belair, the EST of everything. She really was Oh, she's a she's so I, I saw her yesterday. I was like, yo, you were so great at hot. I said, I got bad news for you. Get ready to do a lot of media. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because you <laughs> you are so good at it that like they will want you everywhere. So just be prepared. But she's built for it. This is this is yeah. what she's here for. Oh, and we should also mention before we move on to uh, to uh, mailbag. Speaking of Bianca Belair, the person who we thought she would have a match with and who I was excited to see her have a match with, Rhea Ripley made her return last night in a segment, um, part of the beatdown of Rey Mysterio and Dominic after Rey's 20th anniversary celebration. Yeah. <laughs> the Judgment Shout- Day. Congratulations to Rey, too, making it for making it 20 years in the WWE. Um, the, but, but he brought the wrong Mexicans with him to celebrate, I got to say. They're from the 619, man. There's no way that Ray Ray should have caught it like that, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. His back should have been handled, be- cover- should have been covered. Way better than that. Way better than that, man. Not enough hands were thrown when Ray got snatched out the room. That's a great point. He's in the room hanging out. He didn't have anyone. <laughs> he didn't on, have man. one hard MFer in his whole crew. Not a single pair of hands went, went up for the him. The only person who stepped up was Aaliyah. Right. His daughter? Come on, man. Who got mushed by Rhea Ripley? That's all you got? Come on, man. Even Dom got dragged out by his hair. Yeah. (laughs) Ray had the wrong Mexicans with him last night. But uh, but shout out to Ray anyway, man. Um, (laughs) Shout out to Ray and and Dominic. You want to, um, I guess we should get into a little, uh, you know. Ez versus the Midge. No, not Ez versus the Midge. Uh, Quick picks for SummerSlam. Uh, also, I have some odds I'll throw at you, too. Okay. I'm seeing the early odds for, for SummerSlam. Uh, I have Bobby Lashley, minus 300, defending the U.S. title against Theory, plus 200 underdog. Yeah, of course. It's, of course the title's not going anywhere. I mean, it's Bobby Lashley. And theory has bigger fish, bigger fish to fry at this point. Like, I know he looked great as United States champion, but that briefcase is is a signal to everybody that it's onward and upward for for theory. And maybe that speaks to why he didn't lose to McIntyre on Monday. If you know he's also about to lose, clean, like yes, you can have him lose, but can you have him lose constantly? Right. It, right. He's already stuck with Lashley on, on SummerSlam. Okay. Like, there's not an easy way out of that unless he catches Lashley with a briefcase shot. I could see a disqualification in this or something. Um, I but, could, too, but not the title changing hands. I can't see No, that. I don't need the title changing hands. I, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with you. Uh, I'll go with Lashley on that. Liv Morgan is a minus 200 favorite against Ronda Rousey at plus 150. If that's real and you could catch that, I feel like you bet Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I think so, too, because, I mean... As much as I don't want to see the championship go back to Ronda Rousey, I'm looking at some of these other title matches, and this is the one that that seems ripe for a change. Send it back to Ronda Rousey. Send her into Clash at the Castle. 
fill up that stadium. Um, I'm gonna go Ronda Rousey. My this I'm not betting with my heart though, Liv. Betting with my brain here. Right, right, right. Your heart, your heart says Liz. Liv, not Liz. Um, your brain, sadly, says Ronda. I'm gonna go Ronda too. I just hard for me to picture how they how Liv does it. Um, She's gonna look good losing, but I think she's gonna lose. Uh, Bianca Belair is minus two fifty against Becky Lynch at plus one seventy five. I will go with Bianca Belair. Same. I mean, the EST is out for redemption this year. It wasn't enough that she got her title back at WrestleMania. She she, she, she has can't some lose. Proof. Yeah, she can't lose. If 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 she were to lose again to Becky, it means the story has to go further, and this story has gone on forever. It, it's time to go. Yeah. Right. I agree. Um, Undisputed Tag Team Championships, the minus 300 favorite Usos taking on the plus 200 underdog Street Profits. This one, I really I really do not know. I'm torn, right? Because they teased Street Profits breaking up here and there. The Usos, unstoppable. In the conversation of greatest tag team of all time, certainly the greatest tag team in WWE right now. Um. But I feel like in this moment, it's going to be the Usos because I don't see the, the bloodline losing any steam. So I'm pick the Usos. I am going to go Street Profits. Warning, 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 warning. <laughs> the drama king is in the building. Rosenberg says he was like, wow. Yeah, I was like, I was like wow. wow. I love that job. Thank you. Thank you, Pat Joe. Um, yeah, I like the Street Profits here. It just feels like this story's been building to something. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe they're going to keep all the titles on all of them forever. I, I could see that happening too, but for fun, bleep it. I'm going with the Profits. Singles match. Happy Corbin and Pat McAfee. Corbin's a plus 200 dog. McAfee a minus 300 favorite. I'm, I, it's obviously Pat McAfee, right? I mean, yes, but I'm going. I'm going Corbin because I don't know what McAfee winning does for you. Like, don't you want Cor- Corbin lost at Mania? Yep. Corbin's been Corbin has not come up on top of anything, and he's one of the more formidable high mid card heels you have. I don't know. I mean, but at the same time, McAfee is not always going to... Wait, McAfee beat Theory yes, and lost to Vince? Yep. That didn't even really count. So nope. essentially, the only match he's had, he's won. Yeah, matches, because he beat Adam Cole, too, I believe. And he beat Adam Cole, too? I'm pretty sure he beat Adam Cole. Can you get me that? I'll get you the stats on I, that. I think you're right. I don't remember what happened in that War Games match he was in, too. He was in that. Oh, yeah, I forgot about War Games. Okay, so he has, so he has a couple match, losses. He has the War Games... He has theory, and he sort of has Vince. But the thing about um, Baron Corbin, yes, he does lose a lot. But as we can see, it doesn't affect him at all. Like, not even a little bit. He still maintains his spot towards the top of the card. Um, So him losing again. This is not going to hurt him at all. And I stand corrected. Pat McAfee has one win in his WWE record so far. 
um, out of four matches. He lost to Adam Cole at TakeOver 30. He lost the War Games match um, that same year, December 2020. He defeated Austin Theory, and then he lost to Mr. McMahon in what we're saying is not a real match, but it's in the books. So, Right, so it exists as a, as a loss. And with 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 him having a losing record, that makes it even more likely that he's going to get this win. All right, I'll go with you. I'll, I'll move over to, to McAfee. Um, Seth Rollins, plus 110 against a minus 150 riddle. I kind of like Seth here. I do, too. Ma- for man's just lost three matches to Cody. Yeah. Yep. It's time. Yep. And it's the same. It's the same thing you said about about Corbin. It's like he loses a lot. He's too high up on the card to eat so many L's in a row. Again, it hasn't hurt his standing. But I think this is the time for him to get a win. So I'm going Seth too. Um, And lastly, that's right. All we have left is the big one, right? No, we have a couple more left. The Mysterios versus the Judgment oh, Day. Oh, do I have that? I don't know. Logan if that was Paul listed. versus the Miz. Hold on, let me see if I. I don't think I have the Mysterios listed on this thing. Uh, Logan. Oh, lowers the. Well, Logan Paul versus the Miz is definitely happening. It's a single. Well, yeah, match. that's been. That's. How did they not have that there? And I have the Mysterios versus the Judgment Day as a no disqualification tag team right. match. Yeah, maybe this just doesn't include. Yeah, they don't have everything. So I don't have odds to give you that one. Sorry. Um, Logan Paul versus the Midge. Oh, yeah. As versus the Midge. I will go. You have people on other shows saying your name just just to get a cheap reaction. You. Mm, Logan Paul. Wow. I'm going the Miz. You're going with the Midge. Yeah. Logan Paul is going to be around for a while. You know what I mean? He already got his win at WrestleMania. With an exclusive world premiere of our brand new boxer. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be around for a while, man. He got the win at Mania. The Miz has Tommaso Ciampa just wrecking people for him, and that could be the difference maker in the and getting Miz the win here. What if and, Jake Paul shows up and helps out his brother? That's a good question. Although he has he has a fight a week later, so that would be a ballsy move. To, I mean, he still he still might do it. I mean, they're not known for making the. Uh, smart decisions they work out but they're not always the smart decisions yeah i mean they're certainly willing to take a risk here and there um yeah. but i'm going oh, with I'm, the miz you're not gonna right. sway me i'm going with the miz i'll stick with logan paul then we have judgment day versus the mysterios in a no dq um what do you think I, i'm going judgment day i am too and i think we see a new member here i don't know if it's going to be dominic necessarily um but I feel like they need they need something here to to keep it going because as as great as it was with Edge at the helm, and then you know there there was a lot there when uh, when they turned on Edge. I feel like they're starting to lose steam and they need something. They need a jolt. So I'm gonna go Judgment Day. Judgment Day, it is. All right, that's it. We've now covered it all. We've said it all. Let's go to a little. Mail, shall we? Just a few. Um, because we're both going Roman. Obviously, we told Dip that already. We're going Roman. Um, yeah, I'm going Roman. 
we probably should call say it's officially the main event, but I am going Roman. Um, and if you're wondering about the uh, the odds on Roman, it is, and I quote, uh, Reigns minus 250 is what I'm seeing. Lesnar plus 165. So listen, at plus 165, that's probably, that's definitely the closest you'll see anyone get to Roman Reigns. <laughs> yep. Um, minus 250 isn't huge, but that still all feels like Roman Reigns to me. I, I don't right now would not be the time that I see a major switch like that Too too much in flux right now to move the title to Brock Lesnar, especially yeah. if the stories about last week are, are true. Yeah. All right, guys, here we go. Raymond writes us. Oh, I'm sorry. Mail. Heat Foundation, first time, long time, going back to 2014, wanted your take on a theory about Vince's future that I haven't heard widely discussed anywhere. Um, Vince was effectively forced out. Now, suppose he stays quietly on the sidelines for a year or so until any legal issues blow over. Meanwhile, his inner circle, like Kevin Dunn, are rumored to be departing too. What are the odds that a year or so from now, when any legal issues are behind them, that Vince would actually use his money and his connections to start a new wrestling company to compete with WWE, bringing Dunn and other loyalists along to get things off the ground. You have to think that if he's able to pretty much clear his name, um, perhaps through Jerry McDevitt's chicanery and with some (laughs) settlements, blah, 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 um, people would be thrilled to be involved in a wrestling company that had Vince at the helm. Now, Vince still holds a ton of WWE shares, which you'd have to cash out to make it happen. And so I think the odds are slim, but it's not impossible. I'm going to, this keeps going. He's, uh, I know it may seem a little far-fetched. Yes, it does. Yeah. But if he can beat the charges this time, like he has in the past, a year from now, it might look very different. And if you can imagine it, Vince's new company taking on WWE could be the most monumental real life storyline in wrestling history. Now that part, Ray, I is, is fascinating. Like I do agree with you. <laughs> Vince McMahon launching a new company to go up against his daughter and son-in-law in his old company that he built would be the most compelling thing we've ever seen. Yeah. I agree with that. However, no, I do not see this happening. I Never. don't think it was that sort of force out situation. I think it was a, I'm protecting this company that I love situation. And this is what I'm doing. And, and even like, um, Let's think about Vince McMahon for a second, right? He's not a ground up kind of guy. He 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 took over. As much as they say, you know, he started WWE and this is the company he founded. He took over from his dad. Like that infrastructure was in place. He's not gonna go from the ground up and try to get new TV deals to compete with these juggernaut deals that WWE has and to compete with the guy, Nick Khan, who got WWE these juggernaut deals. Cause let's remember the deals that he was getting on his own before Nick Khan bought in. They were impressive for their time, but they're paltry compared to what WWE is able to get now with with the assistance of the of the the great Nick Khan. So it's like Vince left the smartest people in the room in the room and it would be ballsy and a tall task even for Vince to try and compete with all of those people. And I, I just don't company. believe he has any motivation to do that. I, I truly don't think that's the way things are. 
I, I, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. M- 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 mail. Miles says, hey, sweet Pete, the large one and the schmear one. MVP <laughs> success in the last few years has me thinking. Who's had arguable greater success slash impact uh, when no longer an in-ring competitor? Um, thought it'd be a decent discussion point. Stay mage. Miles. I mean, listen, you have a lot of people on that list. I mean, don't forget Bobby Heenan started yeah, out Yeah, I was going to say Bobby Heenan. So Bobby Heenan started out wrestling. Sensational Sherry was a longtime wrestler. I mean, um, Triple H, though, right? Like, you, Triple H has to be at the top of that list. Um, Triple H, that's a great point. Triple H, obviously. Um. Uh, 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 Jeff Jarrett's uh, doing pretty good, too. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett's doing good. J-double-F is, is coming. Why am I? Uh, I'm having a, bl- a brain fart here. Um, MVP is on that list. Though. Let's just say the list is longer than people think. And yes, MVP is on that list, especially if you're talking about strictly on screen, because like you said, Bobby Heenan immediately jumps to mind. Hold the and phone, though. Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura. Yep. Larry Zabisco. Had was the voice for a very long time. Yeah. And people forget too, um, because people forget about Bruno, they forget how how hot that angle of the student turning on the pupil was for Larry Zabisco um and Bruno. That was a that was a great story, great angle. I mean, can you just imagine if Daniel San snuffed Mr. Miyagi? That's what that's what that was. Speaking of Daniel San. Yesterday, it kind of crossed my mind that Brian Danielson, like of all the former WWE people that are in AEW, there's no one it's easier to picture their return than Daniel Bryan. Oh, of course. Like he he is such a WWE. I know, I know it's weird because he's such an indie guy, but he's such a WWE guy. Like He is. And he's that, been so yes, diplomatic he, this whole time. That yes, when, oh yeah, he's played it so smooth. That level of yes when he shows up one more time for a final run and going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> William Regal and Samoa Joe coming back across the street too. You, you think you think Samoa Joe? He's had, that's been a lot of back and forth with Samoa Joe. I think Samoa Joe. I, don't, I can't speak to either of those. I love Joe. I mean, I'd, I'd love to have him back. He's one of my favorite guys, but I don't know. I was surprised that he left in the first place. Like that was always weird to me. Um, all right, a couple more. Mail. Um, Jason says, "What's up, Pete? With WWE showcasing twenty years of Rey Mysterio, I think it's fitting that we start referring to him as the Gloat, greatest luchador of all time." Thoughts, longtime listener of the podcast. Thanks, Jason. I like I don't that. Hate, I don't hate I like, the Gloat. I like that a lot. I like that. I don't a hate lot. the Gloat. <laughs> I like that a lot. A few. A few uh, months ago, I tweeted out, you know, we have the the boat, the best of all time, the goat, the greatest of all time. I was like, what other oats could we add? I, I, I threw in the coat, the coolest of all time. A lot of people voted Scott Hall for the coat. I like the gloat. The, I, I got news for you. What's that gentleman's name? Jason. Jason, you may hear that on the kickoff show on Sunday. The gloat? <laughs> you may hear the gloat. I may pull gloat. I like it a lot. Shouts to Jason. I like that one a lot. Brandon, who sent us our drops this week, and we appreciate that very much. Mail. Do you think we could see VKM headlining the 2023 class of the Hall of Fame? No. Uh, okay, let me ask you the next question, SUG. 
can we see him at some point in the Hall of Fame? Yes, absolutely. But um, I think <laughs> these investigations are only going to heat up. And I think that by the time the, the 2023 Hall of Fame rolls around, I know somebody mentioned earlier, you know, in a year or so, this could be done. It will not be done in a year or so. And I don't think that we see Vince um, going into the Hall of Fame to take any kind of victory lap until after that happens. So I'm putting it at like 2024, 2025. I think that's more realistic, too. Male. Brian says, big fan of the show and resident of D.C. here. Best Chinese chicken dish in D.C. is the Sichuan chicken at Panda Gourmet on New York Ave. And how are you surprised at Wings at a Chinese place? The chicken box with mumbo sauce is a staple at D.C. and Baltimore greasy Chinese places. Keep up the good work. I love the random food tangents and get SGG some delicious fried chicken with mumbo sauce. Now, listen, I'm not I'm just being real with you. I'm a bad Washingtonian in terms of my experience for getting delicious chicken with mumbo sauce in D.C. I, I, I did not do a great job of that. I had a very Montgomery, very Montgomery County upbringing. <laughs> and I'm, that, I'm just being real with you. You know, <laughs> even when I started doing radio for WPGC and was moving around a lot and was in a lot of different areas, I still can't say I had a lot. I, unless I had a few experiences, but I, it does, it's not like built into my soul the way it is with many Washingtonians. Oh, uh, here we go. Frank has something interesting. Mail. What's up, guys? Longtime listener. Since everyone's trying to think how Ronda versus Liv could end, here's my scenario. Shayna Baszler, who's mage and doing nothing right now, comes out to help Ronda win, maybe in disguise. But doesn't have to be. Ronda turns and and the two beat down Liv. Corporate Sonya comes out to stop it. Then her then she jumps in herself and becomes a mouth a mouthpiece for the new trio. Could lead to a badass stable where you have to go through Shayna and Sonya to get to Ronda. Can make Shayna and Sonya a tag team and just make an overall badass version of Toxic Attraction. Love to know your thoughts. Stay major and enjoy yourself. Wow. Not even yes, just a badass you- version of Toxic Attraction, but like WWE's been trying to make the MMA Four Horsemen a thing for them, but this doesn't have to be that and they can go. They got that MMA connection. And can, I, can I just take what he did and make it a little more simple? Shayna Baszler gets involved and helps Liv win. And then Shayna and Ronda finally have their feud. How about that? He was right there. He just made it a little too complicated. The version he painted would be interesting. It's just not realistic to me. More realistic is at some moment, Shayna shows up, jumps through the crowd, punches Ronda in the face, knocks her out. Liv gets the pin. Liv's still the baby face and leaves. But Shayna beats the hell out of ronda or whatever but there's a way to do that that would be very interesting to me shana involvement's a very good thought they've yeah. kept them away apart for entirely too long rosenberg beats at gmail.com we'll get some more emails next week god willing dipperstein will give us more than 10 minutes please please don't just send tweets about how the show sucks without dipperstein i'm doing the best i can at least give right? us a little backhanded you know been listening a long time. Enjoy the show, Miss Dipperstein. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Listen, I I I I knew what I was doing when I built the 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 Kramer of the show. Okay, the Fonz, if you will. But at the same time, the thing about Kramer and Fonz is they're not in every scene. Kramer <laughs> Kramer is not often the focal point of Seinfeld, but when he shows up and that door opens, you're popping every time. 
So, no, we will do the best we can. Honestly, his schedule is just nuts. My guess is we will eventually figure it out, but it may involve the podcast coming out on a different day. That's 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 probably what I see happening. Um, if you're going to be in Nashville, uh, tweet at your boys. DM us. Let us know. Maybe we'll grab a uh, Peckerhead beverage one night. SGG, when are you getting to town? Wednesday. So I'll be there when you get there. All right. I get in Thursday night. Um, are, are you going to go to the Ric Flair roast? Um, is, is it Friday? Friday. Are you going? I'll go if you are. I'm we tempted to. I'm yeah, tempted. let's do it. Let's I'm, do it. I'm sort of tempted to grab dinner somewhere and go to the roast. I'm going to try to ask Goldstein what the situation is. Yeah, let's do it. Um, all right, everyone. Stay mage. Enjoy yourself. Certainly take it easy and reach out to us. We will be back next week to break down all things SummerSlam. And SGG. Stay tuned to the feed because we might have some special episodes for you. Oh, that is true, too. There could be some special. We might have some special episodes for you. Things could pop up this weekend, so stay posted right there. Uh, Shouts out to our producer, Troy the Goy, and we'll catch you guys next week. Stay made, SGG. Take it easy, man. And then I went to make up and, like, sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Red Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Midge.